Welcome to The Productivity Show, the Asian efficiency podcast dedicated to helping you make the most of your time, attention, energy, and focus. In this episode, I'm joined by Dojo member Matt Ryan to talk about the popular task management app, Todo. Matt created a thread in the Dojo forum called Everything To Do, as Matt has answered many user questions about the unique features that To Do has and explained why he likes it better than OmniFocus. If you're looking for a task management solution, but don't prescribe strictly to the GTD or getting things done methodology, or you've been frustrated with some of the limitations of OmniFocus and are looking for something more flexible, you don't want to miss this episode. Don't forget, you can find links to everything that we share in the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com slash 137. And now, on with the show. All right, so welcome back for part three of our series on task management. In this episode, we're going to be tackling Todo, which is a up-and-coming and pretty popular task management app that we hear a lot about from people who listen to the podcast, read the blog, and especially from members of the dojo. And in fact, I have a special guest with me today. We have dojo member Matt Ryan. So welcome to the podcast, Matt. Hey, hey, Mike. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Now, the reason that Matt is on the podcast is that dojo members probably know Matt really well because he started a thread in the dojo forum called Everything To Do. And Matt basically just shared his experience with To Do, yes. what he liked about it, uh, and kind of the things that were missing from OmniFocus that got him to move over to To Do. And Matt, you've done an awesome job answering people's questions and sharing resources. <laughs> so I wanted to have you on the podcast Thanks. to kind of talk to us about how you're using To Do and, and kind of your your whole uh, process for how you landed at To Do. But before we get there, why don't you tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay, so first of all, I'd, um, I'm, I'm really honored and humbled that, that I'm going to uh, talk to you about my most favorite task manager. I'm a scientist uh, by trade, so I'm, I'm working in a lab and I'm coordinating projects. I'm a, I'm a postdoc in a, in a psychiatry lab dealing with um, how... Um, how addictions are, are regu uh, regulated genetically or epigenetically. Well, I'm also a believer. Uh, I'm a husband of a beautiful wife. I love to, to train outside uh, doing some calisthenics or, or bodyweight exercises. Yeah, um, just basically curious about humankind in general and productivity in special. Awesome. <laughs> you could say. So you're definitely in line with an Asian efficiencies core values. It sounds like of uh, glowing green and becoming the the best version of yourself. Yeah, uh, trying to improve on that daily. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, like I mentioned, this the idea for this episode came from the dojo thread. Everything to do now. One of the things specifically that caught my eye in this thread, Matt, was that you put together this comparison chart, which is amazing. Uh, and Dojo members have mm. access to this, where mm. you basically compared all of the key features of several different popular task managers side by side. And you've got checkboxes for which ones have, for example, start dates, which ones don't, which ones are available mm. on different platforms, the price levels, the demo versions, whether there are in-app purchases. <laughs> How much time did it take you to put this together? It would be, would be wrong of me to to take the whole uh, to hold, hold credits for this work. It was a common. Uh, it was a, a collaborative uh, project between a previous co-blogger of mine and me. Uh, we thought we wanted to blog about productivity a lot. The blog was named Geek Out, and it was a German uh, German blog and. Um, Thomas asked me to translate his his posts, and I also got to write about to do, for instance. And uh, we used this as a as an overarching concept paper, and uh, so that was that was really the the source of it. And um, I thought it would be a nice uh, a nice nice overview for all of for all of the people in the dojo because I really yeah I I think the dojo is the <laughs> the best thing in collaboration about productivity that is around right now. 
<laughs> well, we are definitely glad to have you as part of the dojo uh, and also part of this thread. In addition to this awesome comparison chart, uh, you also broke down the features into do that weren't in yeah. OmniFocus, kind of what got you to switch. And we'll get, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to those in, in a minute. Yeah. Uh, but this dojo thread is amazing. But first, what I want to ask you is, how did you come to use to do as your daily task manager? Okay, so yeah, this this ties in with uh, with the emotions that go that maybe is also behind this uh, omnifocus versus to do comparison because yeah, I started everything started out basically with omnifocus. I was starting out uh, like everyone at that time did about I don't know twelve years from now using Omni Outliner, the the outlining tool from the Omni Group. And then um, a guy came up and tweaked Omni Outliner into a task manager. And um, that was then named Kinkless GTD. And I used the heck out of that one on my first Mac. It was very nostalgic. Um, <laughs> and uh, finally, this, this Kinkless GTD became uh, uh, Ethan Schoonover got hired by the Omni Group and they, they collaboratively uh, put together OmniFocus, the uh, first version. I was absolutely hooked. And um, yeah, from there on, it was only OmniFocus above all. And uh, I used the heck out of it, but uh, eventually it reached its limits. And uh, then I started to look around. I checked out other um, other productiv- uh, productivity managers like, uh, like Things, like 10. I came to know also did now the hit list, to-do-ist, and well, I ended up um, finding finding to-do out of, out of curiosity and um, buying into it, and basically, that's, that's three years from now, and uh, I n- never look back, basically. So that's my story. Nice. Now, I know we'll get into some of the specific features of to-do in a little bit, but uh, sure. do you want to maybe talk about to-do from a high level perspective and just explain what exactly it is. And actually uh, the episode, I believe as we're recording this uh, aired uh, today, that's episode one, exactly. 135 where Tan and Brooks talked about the different levels of task management systems. And so in that episode, we talk about how there are very basic digital to-do list apps. And then there are project managers, which allow you to group your tasks and then Excellent. there's the comprehensive task management system, which is kind of where to do falls in. So maybe you can kind of take it from there. Okay, so to do basically the philosophy behind to do is that you uh, are not bound to any organizational system uh, at all. So to do views itself as a toolbox. If you look at if you look at def, uh, other apps like OmniFocus and Things, they have a very clear use case scenario in mind how to use the app, and this is not the case in To Do, and this has both advantages and disadvantages, of course. Right. Yeah, I know that uh, you mentioned OmniFocus came from Kinkless GTD, so obviously mm-hmm. it's got GTD or getting things done. Uh, that methodology is kind of at the the root of it. And, exactly. and I know like one of the limitations that people have with OmniFocus and they ask us all the time is how do I assign more than one context? Well, you can't <laughs> because in GTD, there yeah. is only a single context, but you can kind of get around that and to do, like you said, it's more flexible. And actually the app store description says from GTD to XYZ and everything in between, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought yeah, was pretty clever. Yeah. Well, uh, when you first, when you first opened to do, you get a very nice introductory slide where all the features are hammered back at you, which is kind of overwhelming, I think, but it is a good display of what, what is possible. And uh, that was also the reason for, for, this, for this comparison post on, in the dojo, that, that I was so, so fed up with the limitations and the, and the quirks that existed in OmniFocus since it, its uh, inception uh, more than 10 years ago. I was happy to find uh, an alternative in to do that would make me do things that I couldn't do in OmniFocus. So yeah, that's that's basically the point. 
Yeah, there's there's a ton of features, and Todo does do a very good job of onboarding you and explaining everything. It can be a little bit overwhelming if you are not familiar with task management because there's so much stuff in there. <laughs> but if you're coming from a system like OmniFocus or Todoist or something like that, a lot of this stuff is going to be familiar. And you put a, a link here in the show notes to an introductory video on Todo, which will yeah. will uh, will include. Um, now. You also put in here a couple different ways for prioritization. I'm, I'm interested to get your take on this and how you use this because sure. when it comes to priorities, I think that there's some some flexibility is good. Like you have in here the tags and, and you can have multiple tags per task. So yeah. Yeah. that's better than having a single context. And the, the stars are basically the equivalent of flags in OmniFocus. So if you wanted to use the Asian efficiency workflow into do you can definitely do that but the priority levels this kind of bugged me at first because i have this thing in my head where people coming from a, a corporate background where mm-hmm. oh this is priority one this is priority two this is priority three and really what i discovered through my own personal experience is that when everything is a priority nothing really is so <laughs> i'm curious <laughs> i'm curious yeah. how how you implement this and kind of where you're finding the the usefulness and the balance between these different prioritization methods Okay, so basically, um, I'm taking to do uh, at its word, and I'm not using it in any orthodox fashion or so. So, uh, in in terms of priorities, this is more like more like an energy based uh, discrimination. So, um, one would be the high energy requiring tasks. Uh, two would be the the mid range. And three would be the brain dead stuff. Now that is a really interesting, and I think that's a brilliant idea. I may have to uh, to try that out because I've done that in the past, where I've had different perspectives yeah. that I've created so, yeah. or context yeah. based off of high energy, low energy, and I never thought when I was playing around with to do to use the priority system that way. That that's a good idea. So so basically, that's uh, I ripped that off ten. Uh, he uh, he also told told about it in in this uh, in this overview uh, podcast, and then Brooks mentioned it. Uh, it's uh, it's it's a very clever thing to do because if you look at energy, you also have some sort of a day structure. So you would you would tackle the high energy requiring tasks uh, up early in the morning. It's like your MITs. Yeah, that makes and the, that and makes the a brain dead stuff is for the for the for the early uh, early afternoon, late afternoon when you're anyway only prone to clicking some links on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now you have a section here on some of the dangers or the pitfalls oh, yes. uh, of using. This seems like just a complex ta- task manager in general, but maybe some of this is specific to to do. So why don't you talk us through this? Okay, so the, the the very first thing that you notice when you open to do and you, when you get really get into it and and want to plan something actually, you discover the the task entry, and it's quite it's quite funny in the in the in the manual that is available for to do. There is a side that gives an overview of all the features that are packed in this task entry stuff. It's 13 points. And there's <laughs> there's more red numbers than any of the task window left to see. That's really the that sums it up perfectly because uh, you have to the you have the opportunity to do anything with to do. You can you can the gimmick or the 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 gist of uh, of really getting uh, getting good at it is to limit yourself to a certain set out of this myriad of uh, uh, opportunities and then stick to it. And this is the really hard thing. And this is something that is solved better in uh, OmniFocus or things which limit you by default. Yeah, so, so feature overload would be, would be one, one of the dangers. And uh, you have to, you have a lot more responsibility in terms of making your own structures, like I like I demonstrated with the, with the priorities. You you can do anything, but you also have to do something. Otherwise, you will end up with an endless list that is not structured, and uh, you will you will have uh, the opposite of oversight. That makes sense. 
Uh, you also have in here the limited planning depth. So what do, what do you mean by this? Oh, yeah. Now, one of the beauties of To Do is that it syncs with reminders. Uh, you guys at Asian Efficiency are uh, always uh, highlighting integration. And to me, uh, a task manager that is syncing with reminders is the best, is the best uh, example for integration. Because at that point, you have an interaction with all the other reminders supporting uh, calendar apps, for, for instance. And you can display your tasks in your calendar simply by having this common ground of syncing. But the problem, well, I have no idea how, how they did it with ToDo. Uh, the, the, this whole feature set is synced somehow through the reminder system. I have no idea how they do it. They, some of it is through, through text delimiters, like prioritization would be um, exclamation marks, one, two, three. D due to, uh, to this uh, uh, sync with reminders, they are limited to not having subtasks, for instance. You have okay. a project level. So you have, you, have, um, you have list groups, then you have lists. Lists would be your, your project folders. Then you have projects and tasks. And this is as deep as it goes. Whereas in, in OmniFocus, you can plan 13 subtasks deep if you <laughs> <Right>. want <laughs> yeah so that would be a limitation yeah some people will need that that functionality i think most people probably could get away without the the subtasks uh, one of the things that we yeah. see a lot of people do is they they have a task in, in OmniFocus that really should be a project because there's several different pieces <laughs> to it. Yeah. And so yeah. if you follow the Asian efficiency advice of breaking down your tasks as far as you logically can you can probably get around this yeah, absolutely. Now the point is, in uh, in in OmniFocus, you need a you need a project before you, before you can even enter a task into uh, into the folder, uh, which is not the case in ToDo. So in ToDo, you you have you just have your lists that can contain a project, and alongside of that project, there can be a task. So that that would be a, a, an example for something that is uh, that was bugging me a lot <laughs> that I need to have a project before I can enter a task into, into a certain area. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. And that's, again, a GTD limitation because mm -hmm. David Allen would say, well, what are you doing entering tasks if you haven't thought through everything? <laughs> you know, well, you have to have uh, the context uh, and all that stuff. You have to have that all uh, yeah. identified before you can start working yeah, on stuff. Yeah, but you can have single tasks. Yep. Yeah, and, that, that uh, makes sense. So what about the reminder sync? Oh yeah, that's that's actually a beauty of it. Uh, you can you can just share your uh, a reminders list with with your spouse, for instance. And, ah, okay. Uh, she can she can put tasks in and they appear directly in to do. But uh, if you edit tasks that were put in by to do to a certain extent, and I don't know what extent that precisely is. You are endangered to lose your uh, additional marks, features, reminders, priorities that that are coded within the reminders. Mm, okay. You understand? So if you look at the task in reminders, you don't see any any of these things, and you are endangered uh, if you manipulate it in reminders or in another reminder syncing uh, task manager. Then you go. Then you're you're endangered to lose lose your your to do uh, uh, featured uh, entries that are hidden from your site. So it sounds like to do does a great job of importing things from reminders, but it's assuming that all of the management is going to take place inside of to do. And if I'm hearing you right, what you're saying is that if you try to manage that stuff outside of to do, like directly in the reminders list, that can cause some inconsistencies exactly okay now uh, uh, it, that doesn't go for for checking off things you know as um i'm using i'm using uh, informant as a calendar app and it's, it's pretty similar to fantastical as in it is able to display both your reminders as well as your calendar data and i can easily uh, enter tasks for instance 
and they will appear in to-do. And I can also check off tasks that I see in my in my daily daily processing. But I wouldn't go further than that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's actually pretty nice, though, that you can manage that stuff outside of the actual application when you were saying you can share reminders lists, for example. Uh, my wife and I share reminders lists all the time. Yeah, I yeah. can't get her to use OmniFocus, which is fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, it sounds to me like this would you allow us to collaborate on these lists, but it would still allow me to manage them inside of To-Do, which is kind of a nice feature. Uh, what are some of the other killer features in To-Do that you really like? Or what what are the things that specifically got you to switch over from OmniFocus? Okay, so what the, the, the biggest gripe I had with OmniFocus is if I deferred a task to a certain day and I didn't get around on that day to either do a daily review or uh, handle that task, the next day was gone. <laughs> it, was back, uh, it was back in task manager Nirvana. And that, uh, in, in that, that, is, that was the main feature that draw me to to-do. To-do has a still working on area. So a task that has a start date and has started, say, today. It, tomorrow it will be in the still working on area. And it will not be gone because it will be in the today view, uh, clearly visible and uh, approachable, and not uh, so. So to do recognizes that I started this task, and it expects this task still to be more relevant than all the other stuff that is still in uh, somewhere in the depths of the planning modes. So that was that was the major feature, and. Uh, time by time, I I also discovered um, well this rem uh, through the reminder sync to have my uh, my due tasks in my calendar and to have my my checked off uh, tasks also in my calendar. So when I do my weekly review, I can uh, I don't have to jump between OmniFocus and the calendar app. And anything else, I just have my calendar. I see all the tasks that I've uh, I've checked off at uh, what time and at what uh, what date, and uh, uh, that really solves uh, a lot of uh, oversight problems for me. So these are the main features for me. Yeah, I can see where that would be useful. A lot of people use the completed perspective in OmniFocus to get a list of what they were able to accomplish that day. But if you mm -hmm. can go in your calendar app and see all of that on, on a specific day, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about this email integration? I know that Todo <laughs> has some sort of in-app purchase where it can scan your inbox and automatically turn emails into tasks but i haven't used this nearly as much as you have so yeah this is this is also a very very interesting and innovative approach that to do has on this uh, thing other other task managers uh, you have to you have to send those emails specifically to that task manager to a certain email address that's how to do is does it that's how omnifocus does it now to do switches perspectives around it uh, basically what it what what it does with with that uh inner purchase and uh, by the way this is not a desktop feature this is a, a mobile only feature so your mobile version has to run and track your email in order for this feature to work does it exist on both ios and android because i know that to do has an android app as well i I'm sorry, I have no nil experience with Android. <laughs> me, me either, honestly. But uh, I, I do know that we get asked about that once in a while. But that is actually a, an advantage of to do yes. over something like OmniFocus as well, is that if you have an Android device that you're using, there is a native application for it. Yeah, maybe maybe if, if there's time in the end, uh, I have some some of the latest and greatest for both apps from the Twitter feeds, which are, <laughs> uh, which is very interesting. Now, but uh, this this email feature does does the opposite of uh, of uh, you have to email something there. It looks at your inbox, or it looks uh, at at your labels in Gmail. And for instance, if uh, if I have uh, um, 
a task, uh, an email labeled to do. I can set the settings in this in this email feature in to do to import this labeled email as a task into my inbox. So I don't have to do anything but label my email and all the rest is done automatically by to do. That's which is great. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. Uh in in your experience is it pretty I guess the the thing that I thought of when I read about that feature was it sounds great but in mm-hmm. reality it sounds like it could frequently miss things or uh, I don't know it just didn't seem like it would be mm-hmm. it would take some training at least in order to get it to function effectively so in your experience was it something that just kind of worked out of the box or did you have to kind of fiddle with it to get it to work the way that you expected it to yeah at the moments it didn't work um my my mobile clients weren't running or had no net access so every time your mobile client has access to the internet, this feature is quite bulletproof. I'm not, u- I'm not using it very extensively because I uh, actually I, I, I tend to keep those areas uh, separate, as separate as possible, email and task managers. <laughs> I think that's probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm 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 using the heck out of the quick entry uh, window, and then I'll just copy and paste uh, old school email paragraphs into into the notes field of that of that little quick entry window. That's what I do. Nice. I do know that some of our recommended email clients, like MailMaid, is the one that I use, and I also know that mm-hmm. Airmail has direct integration with To Do as well. So yes, a, they do. I, I believe that that would give you the link back to the original message if you wanted wanted that functionality. Also, uh, yeah. you have something in here with display modes, which I know of at least <laughs> one person who gave up on OmniFocus because they couldn't manually sort tasks so oh yeah <laughs> why don't you tell that, us a little bit was, about this that was uh, there were two other gripes that i had with omnifocus the first one was that a task that is deferred and due at the same day will appear twice <laughs> making my today view double that long if if that's the case for every task uh, that was that was a big big gripe, which is not not available in to do. Hopefully, they won't implement that feature as well. Uh, the second the second thing is is this uh, perspective thing in to do. You have the choice of twelve twelve different sorting options for your for your tasks, among which is a manual mode, and this goes for mobile as well as for the desktop. So that's another big difference. The mobile version of To Do is completely on par with the desktop version. Nice. So you can you can batch manage tasks. You can sort tasks manually. So in, uh, for instance, if I have a and and this goes project wise, this is really beautiful. So you have, for instance, um, a whole list of projects that are sorted by priority and you expand one of those projects and you want to sort only the the elements in that project manually by your personal preference then you just uh, you can you can just drag and drop one of those tasks and automatically to do will ask you do you want to sort this project manually and from there on it's just you can you can drag and drop <laughs> and this goes for the today today view as well that sounds really nice I, like i said i know of at least one person who absolutely <laughs> loves that feature yeah uh also you have in here the the copy and paste you want to explain this cuz i'm a little bit conf- a little bit confused by this it sounds like when you copy and paste a task all of the details are properly formatted in plain text but i don't understand how that's actually possible <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, why I put that in is I'm using day one uh, to journal, and I have a f- finished tasks se- section in my in my daily daily review entry. When I when I put in uh, when I go to to do and go to my 
my completed tasks uh, area and mark all the tasks that I've completed today and simply go command uh, C and go command V in, in, uh, in day one. Then uh, it will have entered all my tasks with a nice check mark with a date when this was finished and the time when this was finished. And it will also have the priorities then put out in plain text, like three check, uh, three exclamation marks for high priority and such. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> so as a, as a reference, then I can always go back to see what, what project this was belonging to or something of the likes in my weekly review, for instance. Very nice. How do you do your weekly review in Todo? Because I know that that was one of the killer features oh. in OmniFocus 2. It actually started on the iPad version, but they actually, they have a perspective which allows you to quickly go through and do your weekly review. But that this is actually <laughs> this is actually something I really miss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the, yeah, you, you know you gain you gain a lot of freedom, but you sacrifice structure. And this is this is one of the beauty of OmniFocus. You just have a perspective. You can set different different review times for the different projects. This is very fine grained and very very nicely done. In to do, you have to set up your own review schedule, and this is harder than it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you, when I do a, a, a daily re a review. Um, I'm going over, I'm, I have a smart list that gives me all the, all the projects that, uh, that, are, that are active and I'm going only through those active projects. I know smart list was another feature that you had on here. So why don't you explain a little bit more what, uh, okay, what smart sure. lists are? Because I've played around with this and they are super cool. <laughs> it's uh, this is now we're getting into into the the, the mind-boggling things that are hard to explain without a visual. <laughs> but um, uh, let me say, um, I'm I'm searching for a task. I'm searching for a task that is in a in a specific project list, and it's also it has a certain priority, and it has a certain due date. Now I can, when I when I'm searching for these tasks. Uh, there's always the option to make this search uh, a smart list. And smart list means that the output that you get from that search would be the, the equivalent of what you end up with uh, when you always click at that button in your, in your, in your list view. So um, say you only want to see all your high-level priority tasks that are due in the next seven days, and uh, when you got when you when you finished that search and you got the display, the same way as you wanted, you can just click a button and say, "Okay, I want always from now on. I want to see even even three weeks from now. I want to see all my level three priority tasks that are due in the next seven days." So with a dynamic time range, that's a smart list. Would it be fair to compare them to smart mailboxes in Apple Mail or, or Mail? Yes, Mail? yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and and actually, uh, uh, the the task the there is there is a helper window below the search window that looks pretty much like uh, like that uh, mail filter, where you can where you can have dependencies and boolean connectors and uh, all the all the productivity stuff that you can geek about <laughs> <laughs> nice and and even and and one feature uh is is outstanding uh, uh to do it is the only the only app that uh that is sporting that it's called SoundX, and it's 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 overlooked quite easily but it's quite beautiful because let's say you don't quite remember the name of that person you wanted to you uh, you wanted to look the tasks up for and I, I you don't remember how how john was was spelled now was it with a, with a with an h or was it without an h and soundx is if you if you activate it 
it gives you just all the results that sound like John. So it will include John with H, it will include John without H, it will include Johanna, for instance. And that's, uh, that's, that's beautiful if, if, you, if you can uh, let the to-do help your mind recover the information from, from out of the database. Yeah, that I, I saw you put that on the list there, and I'm glad you put that example in, and because I never would have thought that that was even a thing that you could do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Most people don't, yeah. I'm also a big fan of Gmail keyboard shortcuts. I mentioned I use oh, MailMade as my yes. my email client because it's got a ton of Gmail keyboard shortcut support <laughs> and the whole thing happens in Markdown. So I'm really curious. You mentioned there's a shortcut for everything and you even put Gmail-like shortcuts. So yes. you want to explain some of these? Sure. Uh, that's uh, that's actually when you're, when you're really tackling your today view, for instance, and you want to defer and want to... Uh, want to uh, reschedule things. It's really easy. You you highlight you highlight three tasks that you want to defer to tomorrow. You just press the letter D, and it will automatically open the defer window for uh, due next. It, uh, it will it will give you a, a calendar basically, and you can defer all three tasks just by pressing the letter D. Uh, same goes for setting a new start date. Uh, which is termed scheduling in uh, to do. Uh, you you press K, and you're there. Or uh, you want to change priori priority on a project, uh, or say three projects out of your ten projects uh, that should go in the highest level priority class. You mark the three. You just press number three, and all of them are marked with priority three. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's yeah, that's and it's it's really really fast. Yeah, I <laughs> love that. Very cool. There's another feature in here which I've actually used a separate application to replicate. That's this customizable nagging feature. Uh, I've <laughs> I've used do d u e <laughs> yes yeah I know I for know. things to that I absolutely did I needed to make sure that I did not forget about these things. Somebody you know mm. asked me to send them something yes. later in the day. I'll, I'll put it in do just because do will continue to nag you, won't just give you a notification yeah. once that whether you see it or not, it's not going to buzz again. Uh, this customizable nagging feature, though, this is in to-do also, it sounds like. Yes, you can. That's uh, The problem about this is you can only switch it on or switch it off. So <laughs> <laughs> if if this thing is nagging, it's, go it's, it's going to nag the whole time. So uh, the recommendation also from 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 the from the developers is that you only set it nagging on one on one device and you can preferentially silence that device properly <laughs> yeah i i guess that would that would make sense you wouldn't want those nagging reminders on every every <laughs> apple device that you have for example exactly <laughs> you you want to avoid that but uh but it's actually quite nice so you can you can just go into the settings and you can you can determine whether you want to be bugged uh, on a on a quarter hour base or half an hour or daily if you haven't completed uh, your task uh, i found this uh, very very helpful um in in association with the still working on feature yeah, yeah this these is two, these two go along very well it's always bothered me that I've had to use two different apps for these sorts of yeah. nagging reminders. So that simplify, may be simplify. enough for me to switch over to to do, but I've tried it once already. And I got to tell you that when I look at everything I have in OmniFocus, I just feel guilty when I have the thought about switching all that over <laughs> to another system because I've been using it for years. But I guess, you know, yeah. if you did it, then I can do it. So, <laughs> oh, man, you know, OmniFocus will always be my first love. Always. And um, um, especially that's what what made that that's what made me so happy to see that development is, is so vivid on uh, on OmniFocus as well because I just I just checked the tweets of Ken Case the the the, the boss of Omni the Omni Group mm -hmm. and he said that multi tags will come 
complex repeats like every third Monday, what is possible for two and a half years and to do, you will get a nagging feature, you will get batch editing. So Mike, perhaps you don't have to switch. You maybe <laughs> maybe waiting out until until the Omni group is waking up to these features might be might be helpful but on on the on the contrary side uh, to do uh, to do's founders uh, will also not sleep around uh, they're planning a web app that would which be nice would, which would be the uh, the 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 most the, uh, the the best the best thing for uh, for a platform switching people mm-hmm. and um they they are, they are planning an own syncing service as of as of lately so these two features will come in the near future to to do so um it they will still be two quite different beasts i'd say <laughs> definitely we're to you, you kind of mentioned this already but to do kind of gives you the the flexibility to kind of craft your own system whereas omnifocus is kind of built around gtd although Sounds like maybe that's changing if they're implementing the multiple tags yes, and things yes. like that. So. I, I was astounded to read it as well. Yeah, so we'll see. But uh, I like that 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 the, these these GTD borders are now slowly uh, easing easing up with OmniFocus because uh, it's way too rigid, uh, right? In nowadays in nowadays planning system to only have one context. If you have if you're if you if you don't have an a priority system to use energy based uh, planning you definitely would would have another context uh, associated with that energy system well you don't have to go as far as to do like uh, you have a certain you have certain actions for for phone and adding a url and uh, so that you only have to click on one button in that task and it will automatically call that person or um, uh, a certain certain place feature which is also integrated in OmniFocus but um, you definitely want more than one context if, <laughs> right. if, that, if, if that thing has to has to do has, has you you want to do that in New York and you want to do it with your brother uh, you want to have both tags there if it's optional. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Why don't we talk about some of your favorite to-do workflows? You've got a couple of them in here. Uh, let's start with the one where you're talking about connecting Evernote to to-do because this is one of the things that people ask us all the time is how do I use OmniFocus and Evernote together? So how do you use to-do and Evernote together? <laughs> Uh, so connecting uh, connecting Evernote to so wh- what I meant by that is uh, you are um, you are linking an Evernote note to a to do task. I think that's that's possible also uh, in in OmniFocus, but you can uh, the, the the beauty of to do is you have a specific to do action uh, you have a specific URL ac- action. So in OmniFocus. When you p- paste that URL into the note field, does it get a hyper? Beca- does it become a hyperlink? I'm not sure. I believe when you paste a link in the notes field, it does become a hyperlink. But basically, there's just the notes, so you can manually grab a classic link, for example, from Evernote. Yes, exactly. And then put it in there. Uh, but I also know that To Do has some additional types of things that you can use in the notes field. So uh, for this one specifically, is there like additional integration or are you still just using the the classic note link, which is still worthwhile to go over because uh, this I'm is something the- that you can use in a lot of different task managers like Todo, like OmniFocus, like Todoist. Exactly. So yes, um, the outstanding thing in Todo is that you have a special URL action. So um, you paste that classic link into that URL action area and um, then this button, this will become a button in your task. So the moment you read that that the task, you can just click the URL button. You will be taken back to Evernote without any further ado. Okay, so for people who aren't familiar with this and to do, basically what you can do is you can attach a bunch of different types of files to a specific task. You can have 
a call, for example, or it'll pull in the phone number from the contacts, or you can attach a video file if you want to, or an audio file. What you're saying is that there's okay. a there's a button there for the link, and then all you have to do when you see the task is just click the button for the link. You don't actually have to go into the notes like you do in OmniFocus, scroll yep. down the notes field, find that link that you had pasted and click on it. Exactly. That's it. But uh, yeah, that's only a simplification, and it comes with the cost of having yet another feature to bloat this uh, perspective of task entry. <laughs> right. What about project processing? What did, what did you mean by, by this one? Okay, so this is, this is basically my, my workflow. When I, when I come up with, uh, with an idea for a project, I usually do that in Evernote or I'm, I'm doodling on a MindNote in, uh, in the MindNote app. Then the next thing would be that, that you can, for instance, just export uh, an OPML list and uh, import it into to-do from, from, or you have, a, you have a, a bullet list in Evernote, which was your sketching up of the project. You just, you just copy and paste those into to-do, they become individual tasks. So it's, uh, it's parsing anything you throw at it quite nicely. Nice. Even the Evernote formatted text yes, it can yes. it can exactly. interpret. Hmm. That's interesting. So it's just it's just making single tasks out of your bullets. Very cool. Yeah, I liked it. All right. So we've covered a lot here in this episode regarding to do. If you were to condense this down, who would you say that to do is for? Okay, so basically, since you have such a big freedom um, of what you're what you're able to do, and you're not restricted by anything, I would recommend to do for people who already have an idea, have a structure, and just want this structure to be displayed in to do. I think that would be the the best use case. Okay. Why, why should people pick this over OmniFocus if they're on the fence? Maybe they're using a project manager right now, like Asana, for example, and they want some additional features because they want to flesh out an actual test management system. Uh, what are the things that, would, that you would counsel people if you're looking for this, for example, pick to do over OmniFocus? If you're looking for manual sorting and... Uh, uh, avoidance of, of double tasks. And uh, if you're looking for the same convenience in terms of uh, data entry, data handling without the, uh, without the depth, then go for to-do instead of to, uh, uh, OmniFocus. Uh, I don't have much experience with, with Asana itself. I only know that it's rather complicated when it comes to personal task management. So uh, I think, I think Asana is best for, for team management. If you would be the person who, first of all, wants to see his tasks in his calendar, this is possible uh, with, uh, as we mentioned, through the reminder sync. Or if you want to uh, share your lists with a couple of other people, maybe through other through other reminders-based uh, task manager uh, apps. This would be a perfect use case for to-do. So these two features, uh, if you're looking for those, if you don't want to have an additional calendar with your, with your to-do, uh, things to do, but want to have, say, blue for personal, green for, for work-related tasks, then you can just set that up in to-do and it will resemble the calendar display. And this is really nice. So you have your color coding all set, set up in one, in, in one design that is, uh, that, is, uh, that is true for your tasks as well as your, for, for your calendar stuff. Very cool. Well, thanks, Matt, for being on the, the, the podcast here today. Uh, if people want to connect with you outside of the dojo, how can they yes. do that? Um, it's a bit complicated. Um, <laughs> I have a I, I have a Twitter handle, 
the Twitter handle would be mat underscore rhein seven. So Matt underscore Ryan seven. Uh, but I'm up until now. I'm not checking Twitter too often. Maybe that will change now. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apart from that, guys, you will always find me in the dojo. So um, I'm I'm a big big uh, dojo fan. Uh, from the first moment on, I I knew that this was an awesome opportunity to have a hive mind of pro productivity minded people. So. Uh, that's what I found there. Uh, it's uh, it's beautiful. Thanks for all the things you're doing there. Guys. Well, absolutely. And I, I love the fact that you are in the dojo. You are kind of our ideal dojo member because you provide so much value to other people who are there. Uh, so thank you for your contribution to the dojo, Matt. Um, and just yeah. as a, a, a public service announcement, if you want to connect with Matt in the dojo, you can do that. You can also get access to... Uh, every, the everything to do thread and the task manager comparison chart, which is part of that thread, which I mentioned a little bit earlier. So uh, the dojo is currently closed to the public, but if you go to the productivityshow.com slash dojo, you can get access to that private training library. So all of the courses that we've developed, the forums, the Slack team. Uh, so you get access to the Asian efficiency team and you get all of that for just a dollar for your first month. And then after that, it's $29 a month and you can cancel at any time. And on top of the training... That's a steal. It's <laughs> an absolute steal. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, on top of the training materials, hopefully, Matt, you've seen this. You also get some exclusive software discounts on some of our favorite productivity apps like BusyCal, Hazel, Text Expander was added recently. So that's... And sadly, I own all of those. <laughs> Uh, Sanebox. Uh, we're trying to add more of those uh, as we go. But again, if you want to check that out, you can do that for a dollar for your first month. That URL is the productivityshow.com slash dojo. And that's just for podcast listeners. Uh, you can also find links to everything that Matt and I talked about today in the show notes by going to the productivityshow.com slash 137. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you next Productive Monday.